Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 116, continuing our chronological walk through the Gospels. And today we're talking about when Jesus calms the storm and drives out demons. Absolutely. I, I, I love um, the study that we're um, that we're walking through because we're face-to-face with the Gospels uh, and what Jesus did and how he did it literally on every and on every page. And so we see we see that in these two stories as well. So a question for you. What is your scariest bad weather story? Okay. Well, Williamston has had this strange, I think, coincidence of we've had two tornadoes while we've lived there. Not crazy ones, but um, the first one in... 2008, um, went right down our street, like two houses, kitty corner to us had to be torn to the ground. We really look back on it as a time when God protected us because we were still scooping up the kids, how they say the sound like a train. We could feel the pressure changing. We were really still heading down to the basement when that happened, but mailbox, seven houses down backyard swing set through the neighbor's fence. Wow. And then just this fall, a second one came through. Now, weirdly, we didn't have wind at our house. The big um, wind damage was a mile or two away. We had just torrential rain and Drew and I were scooping buckets that was coming in a window well in the basement. So we, uh, yeah. and the power was out. So yeah. it was a lot of dramatic. Drew doesn't remember the first one because he was only a year old, <laughs> but he was there during both of them. So that's interesting. I've never, I've never in all my years of living in the Midwest, never experienced a tornado. I mean, yeah. tornado well, I watches think it has and warnings. to be unusual that our little town, and I don't know if yeah. what it is that they do seem to whip up there. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So Excuse me. I have two. So one happened recently, uh, our most recent snowstorm. We were, Tanya and I were driving back from Chicago. We dropped Cons off, uh, Constanza off to visit her family. They were in town from oh, Mexico. Nice. And um, and so um, so it was a it, it was literally a whiteout. We could not, oh. I could not see anything mm-hmm. um two feet in front of me, no white lines, none of that. So um, so I had to pay attention, literally pay attention keep, to the boundaries. Keep it between the ditches. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. And so um, and so, you know, we would run over the you know oh, the, the rumble strip. Yep, the rumble strips. Yes. And I knew that I was too far left. I was too far right when I heard it on the right Yikes. side. <laughs> so that's that was stressful. that was a real kind of scary. And I and and I'm pretty confident in my driving, but there are moments where when you can't see anything and you can't pull off to the side. So mm-hmm. we got behind a truck, and the truck kind of kind of made little pave a uh, kind of a paved the way for us, mm-hmm. and we were able we were able to see the higher tracks. And so we kind of followed, uh, in that, in that way, but it was a, it was a little unnerving, um, as we were traveling back. Now, ironically though, I have another story. Ironically, um, we, uh, several years ago we were in Israel and we were on the sea of Galilee and, um, similar to what we see in the story here that we're going to look at in a few minutes. Um, a storm arose while we were on the boat. <laughs> wow. Literally a, I mean, out of nowhere, it oh. was sunny, it was blue sky. And then all of a sudden halfway, um, halfway to the other side, 
a literal storm arose where chairs were moving on the boat and you can see fear in people's eyes. Wow. I, I didn't really think anything of it because, you know, it's we're on the water. Sure. But what frightened me was after the fact, our guide um, said that this was, in fact, in all of my years of leading trips, this was absolutely the worst one that I've ever experienced. Wow. And at that point, I got scared. No Because joke. it was like, whoa, this is, you know, she knows. Yeah. And, um, and that it, it was so bad that we actually had to abort where we were going mm. and we were going west. We actually had to go, I think it was like kind of east. And, uh, and so we ended up docking in a different place. Wow. Uh, it was, you know, it was that bad. Was this. anyone asleep? No one was asleep. Nobody, no one okay. was asleep. No one was asleep. So <laughs> great segue into, into our story. So why are we talking about these scary weather stories is because the disciples, I believe if we asked them that question, they would say, this was, in fact, the uh, one of the worst scary weather stories that we've experienced. Yeah. And so, um, so let's let's get into let's get into the story. Yeah. So this is recorded in both, well, not all three: Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, both of the scenes that we're going to look at. So um, we reading them over, which we always encourage you to do that ahead yep. of time of listening to this. Even have your own conversation with someone um, about the passages. So all three of those gospel writers record this event. And it, it starts off by, just to give the context of where we've been, Jesus has been teaching. Yep. He's been healing all the disciples, and he get in the boat to go to the other side. Yep. And as you already alluded to, a storm comes up. Jesus is wiped out. He's asleep in the back. Yep. He's asleep in the back. They follow him. Yep. Um, and the interesting thing in one of the translations, it said, suddenly. So this is literally a storm out of the blue. Mm -hmm. It is a storm that they weren't expecting. And um, so they're they're casually making their way across. And then suddenly a storm rose, uh, arose. And that, that, that kind of really uh, kind of that word itself kind of impacted me because um, how many of us I mean, I would imagine all of us have had a suddenly in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. When everything was going well, the, the lake was placid and we were moving across life with no problems. You know, we were getting kids through school and and then suddenly, you know, whether it is a car breaks down or a furnace breaks down or we get a diagnosis and 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 all of a sudden a storm rose. And so no one is exempt from suddenly. Yeah. And, um, and even the disciples who are following Jesus, just because they're following Jesus and just because we're following Jesus doesn't mean that suddenly won't happen to us. And so I kind of, kind of love the, not necessarily love it, but in the sense that we, um, we all experience, uh, some level of sudden storm, uh, in, um, you know, in our lives, the, it was a severe storm. And, um, and I think, uh, one of the translations, it uses a word that, um, that I think kind of helps us to see in our own lives as mm -hmm. well. The storm was so bad that the boat was, uh, it was swamped, swamped. In, the, yeah, in the NIV in Luke, it says 
yeah, the boat was getting swamped, which that is actually a word I'll use. Like, man, I'm just swamped <laughs> yeah, with work yeah. or the dishes or the laundry, you know, I'm just swamp, swamped. We do know what that feels like to yeah. feel overwhelmed, buried under whatever it is, work stuff, home stuff, relationship <sighs> stuff. And then what a comfort though, to know that Jesus is there. Yeah, like yeah. the boat's getting swamped. No, he is sleeping, which we'll talk about that. Like how that's a little, <laughs> maybe a little disconcerting yeah, initially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he is present with yeah, us. I yeah. do. I do think also your point about following Jesus doesn't mean it's always blue sky, Absolutely. 70 and sunny. Absolutely. Like, um, that's a misconception. Uh, if we think, oh, once I follow Jesus, everything is great. Storms will come. There will be times when we feel swamped. But the difference is we now have Jesus present with us, helping us through those times. And so we, and and um, again, just love that word. It's, it's a great word picture. It's a great metaphor uh, for us. Um, so, so there in this storm, the disciples, they become afraid. Now, the, this is kind of interesting to me because they are fishermen. Yeah. <clears throat> this is something that probably would have happened on a number of different occasions as they are fishing. So out on the lake, um, fishing and all of those things, why, you know, why this storm surprises them or why does it cause panic in them? I'm still not quite certain of that. And, and maybe it's because water represented the lake and the sea represented chaos. Mm. And now there's this sense of the, um, the, the, the lake and the water is agitated at this point. Nature is agitated and they become afraid. Maybe they've not seen a storm mm -hmm. like this before, but they did. I, I love the fact they did, even in their fear, their panic, their anxiety, they did have the mind to go directly to the one they thought mm -hmm. uh, could help them. And they they go to Jesus and more surprising than the storm is they find him. The camera pans. You would think that Jesus would be on the bow. He's ready to, you know, do something amazing and spectacular in that moment. But the camera pans to Jesus and he's probably cutting logs at this point. He mm -hmm. is asleep, fast asleep. And what happens? What do the disciples do at that point? Yeah, they wake him up and say, hey, don't you care about us? Like, do you <laughs> see what's happening? So I do think it's a, you make the point. They do go to him. He's not a professional yeah, sailor, yeah, experienced fisherman. So they go to him. They recognize he can he can do something. And we are out of our league in this one. Um, but he they do perceive his sleeping as a lack of care. Yeah, man. Which I'm sure there are times when we feel like, does God even know what I'm going through? Does he, is he sleeping Man. while I'm struggling? It's a good word. And, uh, and there are times when we feel like that. Now, what we can know is that his presence is always with us. Absolutely. It, it, he is always with us. And there are times, I mean, some we can even call that a dark night of the soul when he really yeah. feels quiet, like yeah. God's presence yeah. doesn't feel there, but we, we can know that he is. Yeah. And, and even to that point, even when he's silent, we know he's doing something Yes, and we, we just don't know what it is at that point, but his silence, <coughs> silence does not mean that he is not working on our behalf. So Jesus wakes up, they wake him up. 
And Jesus has a su- kind of a, a surprising response to them. He he says to them, um, well, that you know, they say, you know, save us. And Jesus gets up and said, hey, listen, why are you so afraid? And oh, you of little faith. Now, my response would be because I think we're about to die. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's the deal. reason I'm afraid. That's the reason I don't have like like I'm I, I know you're. We're we're coming to the place where we believe you're Messiah, the Son of God, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus, you know, he asked this profound question, um, why are you so afraid? And and I, I wonder if if he's trying to help them um become historical rather than hysterical. Mm-hmm. Haven't you seen me do things? Haven't you seen me show up in certain situations and now you're you're still not, you know, believing that I am uh, you know, I am the one who can do the miraculous. And so so I I I love Jesus's uh, response to them, mm-hmm. he challenges them mm-hmm. in their their unbelief in this moment, mm-hmm. which is a part of discipleship, right? Sure, it's sure, yeah. And I do think their um, fear and the reason for his challenge it shows their reliance on their own yeah. strength and their own expertise. Like these guys were fishermen; they, they, this is not their first storm, and yet that they they were afraid. But their focus for sure was on, oh boy, this is beyond our ability. Yeah. Kind of forgetting, oh, we've got Jesus with us and his power, um, which I think we can so easily do. Yeah. You know, whether it is an area where we feel strong yeah, or where things are going smoothly and then all of a sudden some bumps and we think, oh, well, okay, well, I can, I can power through <coughs> yep. or we'll just, we'll get through this instead of immediately looking to God and trusting in him and relying on his strength. I think it's very easy for us to just rely on our own. Yeah. And I, and I think God uh, allows the suddenly to happen. I think he allows us to get caught up and swept up in the scary mm-hmm. so that we might um, come as to your point. We might recognize the limitations of our own strength. We might actually come to the end of ourselves and recognize that only God and God alone can get us through the situation that we are part of and or that we're in presently. So 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 we may not like the suddenly, we may not like the scary, but I think sometimes the suddenly and the scary is for our benefit yeah. so that our faith may grow uh, in that moment. So Jesus stands after he asked the question, he he does what we see him do in so many cases. He actually speaks the word and what happens to the storm? It stops. Stops. Immediately. Boom. Done. Peace. <laughs> peace. Be still. And it's over. Like he, yeah. Which this is the first time in these miracles of Jesus where we've seen him show power over nature. We've seen him heal. Yeah. We've seen him cast out demons. But this is a first time where he's stepped into natural order, I guess, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, you kind of alluded to it. We know from John 1 that Jesus was a part of creation of the world were world by the words by words and so here again his words calmed the storm yeah yeah absolutely i i love this because <coughs> nature now responds in obedience to its creator mm, and yeah. um and so so again when i look at this it's like man if nature responds to its creator 
um, in obedience, then um, what's stopping me, what's stopping you, what's stopping us from responding with this immediate obedience? You know, kind of that phrase we've used with our kids, Mm -hmm. immediate obedience, and we see in nature, we see Jesus's authority over nature. And, um, And he calls out a greater trust in the disciples. And I think in the midst of our own storms, he calls out a trust, a deeper trust in us, from us, uh, trusting him in all that we, in, in all that we, uh, he calls us to. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so we, we, we get this picture of Jesus's authority in nature, but then the, the, there's a movement where we see Jesus authority over something else as well. So in this next story, which which we believe that these stories go kind of hand in hand because this section is all about the authority of Jesus. And in this case, we see Jesus's authority over the demonic, over uh, the spirit world. And, um, and we, um, and, and so let's dive into this particular story uh, as well. Yes. So they continue on to the other side, yep. and I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> um, which I heard Kristen McClellan last spring talk about this passage. And she made the point that that phrase, the other side, is very significant because it referred to the area of the Decapolis. These 10 cities, they were um, not like devoted Jews would not go there. It was like Las Vegas on steroids. So yeah. To go to the other side, you would not go to the other side of the lake. And yet that is where Jesus is taking his disciples. I'm sure they were like, oh, boy, <laughs> we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to go over here. And yet they are. Jesus very intentionally is going there. And then he um, meets up with a demon-possessed man. Although, let's just address this right off the bat. Matthew says there were two yep. demon-possessed men. Mark and Luke only say one. And it, it they this story f- immediately follows calming the sea. So what's going on there? Why does Matthew say yeah, two? And, and and again, this this is not a this is not a problem or a contradiction, you know, just like in in uh with with all the gospel writers, there's an emphasis. It could have very well been two but there was just a focus on one of the individuals that that's present. So we don't have to be afraid of of um, one writer or two writers giving you know you know here's one person versus um, versus two. Um, both very well could have been there, but there's this sense where there's a focus on. Uh, in, in this case, I think it was Luke that you mentioned or Mark. Matthew, Matthew says two. Yeah. Matthew and then says two. Mark and Luke say one. Yep. So um so again, there's we we don't, you know, we don't kind of get worried over any kind of contradiction mm-hmm. there because um, you know, it could have been very well too, but there's a focus and, on And maybe one. it's just the one guy who does all the talking. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we'll continue talking <laughs> as if Jesus is having a conversation with this one guy. Yeah. So I so here here we have, and and this is just a reminder. That we 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 see this that um, Satan possesses these this um, this individual or these individuals. As a reminder, Christians cannot be possessed, mm-hmm. uh, cannot be demon possessed. Christians can be harassed and oppressed by Satan and demons, but cannot be possessed because there's only the moment we surrender our lives to Jesus, only one person has possession of us, and that is Jesus. Now, there are moments where if we are not in the word of God, if we are 
kicking down doors where we're giving Satan access to our lives. Yes, he can harass us. He can oppress us. And we have to be very, very careful, uh, you know, about about that. Um, You know, I think James says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm -hmm. One of the ways we resist is through the word of God. We resist through the spirit of God. So I just wanted to highlight that point because um, there are individuals who can get hung up there. But, But we see that the the demon possessed they are living among the tombs and um and we see here that satan desires to destroy and mar the image of god in every single human being so we see here there's violence and there's this sense of superhuman strength, if you will, living among the mm. tombs or living among the dead. And 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 a case in point, when God doesn't have control of our lives, we'll find ourselves doing, you know, anything, living anywhere, even among the dead or dead things or yeah. um, making choices that lead us to death and not life. And so... Christy McClellan made the point about this guy that he was so bad that even Las Vegas kicked him out. <laughs> like the, the, he couldn't, you know, he, so yes, this guy is really at the end of it all. <laughs> I love, I love the, the imagery there. Um, so, so we have uh, Jesus approaches or they approach him and immediately, again, something that, that baffles, not baffles, but um, just raises my attention. The demons recognize the authority of Jesus mm-hmm. right away. It wasn't like, who is this person? They recognize who Jesus is, recognize his yep. authority and his power. So what, what do they say? They say, um, well, I'm looking at the Mark version. Okay. Um, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Yeah. They address him exactly yeah. by name and who he is. Um, and then they ask that um, instead of being that if if they're going to get cast out of this guy, that they be sent into a herd of pigs. And not the bottomless pit. And yes. <laughs> Which is what um, I'm, I'm, I think it was either Matthew or Luke mentioned that. And, and, I, and, and something very interesting to me, Jesus answers their prayer. It, it, mm. if, if you if you look at it that way, the demons are actually, they make a request and Jesus responds to the request. And if you and I have ever doubted the mercy of Jesus, we see his mercy even here. Mm. He says, I won't cast you in the bottomless pit. I'll cast you into the pigs, which to me, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of wrestling with that in my mind mm-hmm. that Jesus even has mercy on the demons. Mm-hmm. And so, and we are far, far greater, yeah. far of greater worth than demons. So if you and I ever, ever doubted the mercy of Jesus, we can use this as an example that if he, if we argue from the, from the greater to the lesser, we are greater than the pigs mm-hmm. or greater than the demons. And yet Jesus has mercy on them. And if he has mercy on them, he most certainly will have mercy mm-hmm. on his creation. So I, I kind of, that that's a thought that I kind of played with as, as I, as I looked at it and read it. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus casts the demons into the pigs. They fall off the side of a cliff. And you would think that the next response would be, yes, 
Jesus, we bow down to you, but we don't get that. No, the people are really concerned about the uh, financial (laughs) (laughs) loss that they just experienced by all of those pigs going off the side of the cliff. Again, remember, these are Gentiles. Jews wouldn't have anything to do with, they wouldn't be hurting pigs, but... But for the for these people, that was, I mean, literally their income just ran off into the water. And so they ask Jesus, please leave, yeah. leave us alone. Yeah. We we don't want anything. Please leave. Get out of here. Yeah. With with that, you know, <coughs> you see individuals, not only the economic part, but you see power that great. It demands submission mm-hmm. and it demands obedience and it demands that I align my life with this person. This is, he cast out demons and we see it with our eyes. This is a power they've never seen before. And it's like, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of discipleship yet. I'm not mm-hmm. ready for that kind of life where I'm submitting my life to Jesus, which which I, you know, we, you don't have to answer this. We don't have to answer this. Maybe, maybe we can. Is, is there an area of our lives where we just said, hey, Jesus, leave us alone. Yeah, please don't go there. Yeah, please don't go there. That's right. <laughs> and so, I, I'm, you know, whether it is finances or whether it's marriage or whether it's the deeper parts of our lives, even as, you know, we both do a level of spiritual direction and we see people mm-hmm. all the time that just say like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't really want to go there because there's too much pain there. It's mm-hmm. too much uh, too much to, un- to unearth there, um, and I've seen that in my own life as well. As well, when when God kind of touches an area that's very very sensitive, it's like, no, nah, I'm not really ready for you to go there right now. And so we see that Jesus um, is, <clears throat> we see his authority, and then people are saying like, I don't want you to go there. So, um, so any, anything else yeah, from this? Well, but the one person who responds differently is the man who's been released from yeah, the demon. And he actually says, can I go with you? Yeah. Please let me come back. And Jesus says, no, I want you to stay. Yeah. And I want you to tell people what has happened to you and about who I am and, and the authority that I have. And then this is not got to give credit to Christy McClellan. This is, <laughs> I think is so cool. Um, so looking at Mark's version um, in Mark five, then in Mark eight, that's the next time when Jesus returns to this area Yeah, yeah, I love this. on the other side. And that's when Jesus feeds 4,000 people. So I think that guy has been busy <laughs> telling people his story and yeah, the difference yeah. that Jesus made, because when Jesus returns, 4,000 people come out to see him because they have heard yeah. about who he is and the things that he's doing. And they want to hear more. I just think I love that, that is insight. so, so cool. Love that insight. So, so cool. And, and just a reminder of the power of our own stories and how, when we tell others what God is doing in our lives and the difference that he's made, um, it can change people's hearts. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. We, we see picture a picture, two pictures, um, Jesus's authority over nature, Jesus's authority over the spirit world, particularly um, the, the demon possessed or the demoni, the, uh, the, um, the demoniacs. And so, um, so we, we, we see his power. We, we see people experiencing and responding to his power. And I think today, we can trust his authority in our lives even today, whether it's the storms that we're going through or whether we are harassed by uh, Satan and his demons, 
we can trust the authority of Jesus uh, in in our lives. And so um, I know we, you know, I kind of kind of pushed a little bit there to say what what can we believe <laughs> yeah. about Jesus um, from these stories and from uh, what can we believe about Jesus and what can we believe about ourselves? Yes, exactly what you said. <laughs> and then I also just that little detail of just a reminder that Jesus is present. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're feeling swamped, when it, the storms are coming to remember he he is there. He may be quiet, um, but he is there with us. Yeah. And then in his power. Um, is available. Yeah. I think another one from the second story, uh, there are individuals who feel like they have to be afraid of Satan, afraid of his power. We we can respect it, uh, but we don't have to be afraid of it. Why? Because Jesus's authority is greater. Jesus is greater, more powerful than Satan and all of demons. It is as we submit to him, uh, we get an opportunity to see his power uh, in our lives and his power over um, um, demon activity, um, and and so we can we can we really can trust that Jesus is not asleep. He's present. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may be quiet, but he's active, and uh, and we can trust that he is much much greater, much more powerful than any demon um, that can come our way to try to harass us. And yeah. so um, so yeah, I love it. Yeah. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Um, As always, the scripture passages are in the show notes. But if you would like to get the full um, reading plan for this season of going through the Gospels, you can go to wearetrinity.com slash email believe, download the full reading plan. So then you can read the passages more easily ahead of when the episodes post. So we look forward to having you join us again for another conversation between friends. Mm -hmm.